Welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, so Jared and I, uh, I would say, what was it, last week at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, in October, went to a really, really awesome event called Vision Quest. Um, for those that don't know what Vision Quest is, um, no, we didn't go into the desert and do peyote and have a walkabout or whatever. Um, no, it was an event put on by Alex and Whitney Douglas of um, Sculpting with Time. and Legendary. Yeah, industry legends, people who we respect a lot, everybody respects. And it's a, a workshop? Um, I think it was marketed like a workshop, but I didn't think the experience was like a workshop. Yeah, maybe. that's a better word for it. Experience. Yeah. The Vision a, Quest experience. It yeah. was an experience. Yeah. And, and Let, less workshop items like, you know, I've been to photography But there was workshops. a lot of like sessions though. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say it was like, yeah, I it, it is a workshop, but most workshops that I've always been to have been like hands-on, like you put a camera in your hands and you follow people around and they say this, how, you know, mm-hmm. I pose a couple of this. And th- there was a little bit of that, but it, it was like one session out of like nine, 10 throughout the day. So, well, so, so two days, just to preface, oh. I have never been to any kind of workshop, creative workshop in nine, 10 years of doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've pretty much been anti workshops mostly yeah. not because I think I'm you don't so, say, so I was talking to Alex, probably five months ago. And I was like, ask him some questions about either mentorship or coaching or, or something like, cause he, you know, he used to do coaching sessions that he would sell. And I believe in coaching, by the way, I think if you, you should find a mentor a coach, you should pay him, make it. And like, I think that's a great way to grow. And so he's like, Hey, I'm not doing that right now, but I want to let you know about something I am going to be doing. It's a, in working on a workshop that's more geared towards experienced people. And I was like, Oh, let me know about that. That sounds really interesting because the reason I haven't been to these things is pretty much, they're not really for like you went to a workshop as a photographer. I felt like you were like, I need to learn a little, right? Yeah. It was a photography workshop and it was pretty much just, you know, not presets, but it's, it's how to work with a couple, you know, and, and how to edit, how to shoot packages, that kind of stuff. Like kind of like nitty gritty. Cause I was trying to get, you know, this last year was my first year back as like a full-time photographer. And, um, I've been wanting to get better as a photographer and kind of straddle, you know, yeah, the so film you felt and like... photo side. So I wanted to get better as just technical, like know how, um, make it much more of a fluid part of my process. And, um, but you had there's, felt like as a, video, yeah. as a video person, probably the same as I did, where yeah. it's like, there's nothing for me. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing for me that really was more about like for experienced people who are looking to level up to the, like another level yeah. or. Well, and, and any video ones that would come up would be like Ray Roman's workshop. And it was like, cool. Like that sounds good. Um, but you know, just we'd never had the opportunity to really go to one. Like it's in the, yeah, middle, it was like the, the season. The bang for the buck maybe yeah. wasn't there. Yep. Who knows? Yep. Um, for one reason or another, we didn't make it. Anyway, mm-hmm. the other reason this was appealing to me because not only was it for experienced people, but we made a decision over the last year. I was like, I want to get a little more involved in this community, and like very quickly, you see people who you connect with. And you gravitate towards for one reason or the other, you know, and, and like people like David Lee, who's going to be a guest on the podcast next week in case you're a listener. And Ooh, you're, there's a teaser. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Bobby Burns, you know, and just, uh, the guys who were in, were in a fantasy league with like Nick Johnson and, um, we're, we're in a fantasy league. Alex. You and Bobby are really just spectators. Me and point, me right? and Bobby are kind of not doing the, so hot. The, but the we're rear. in a fantasy league with these guys, <laughs> and and like there's just like we've made some relationships that were all digital internet relationships. I know for me, I was like excited about, hey, let's go make, put a face to a name, like yep. and get to actually meet some of these guys. Yep. Um, but anyway, that was why I was like, hey, I want to go to this. Yeah, yeah, and like. For whatever reason, in the last year, you and I have really gotten involved in like online threads and just like, hey, we 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 do want to get more involved with the videographer community. Um, there really isn't a very area. strong community. Well, it's, I think it's still pretty young. 
mm-hmm. still. Um, and and I would say in general, the videography community is probably five years behind wedding the, films the, specifically. Yeah, wedding 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 films. Um, it's probably about five years behind the photography industry mm-hmm. as far as like development. Like people grasp onto photography pretty early, and I mean people have been doing this for a long time. But I feel like when it became very popular was like you know 2007 8 9 that's when it i i noticed a lot of my friends are like who are creative like hey i wanted to start doing weddings and and just because it seemed like there was creativity being infused into the industry right around that time and then we started in like 2010 we're like hey we want to get into this video community maybe you know we saw still motion um, you know, I heard about Ray Roman pretty early on and, and a lot of the speakers that were actually at this, uh, at, yeah, at so vision quest. That's a good jump on. Yeah. So just in case you're wondering, why did they decide? So the other reason we decided was also the lineup. So this was yeah. like Alex and Whitney Douglas was called to a time. Henry Martins, yep. um, uh, Sharon from Fior films, Ray Roman, which was like a last second add on after I even bought my ticket already. Yeah. And I was like, what? Ray, who was like, I was just going to buy a ticket and come. And then, you know, <laughs> Alex asked me to speak. I was like, oh, sure. Yeah. Ray is exactly how you would expect him yeah. to be. If you're listening, Ray, you're the best. Really appreciated what you brought to the table. It was mm-hmm. really, really fun. Um, uh, Jordan from Film Mavericks yep. was there. Aaron Tharp, 31, Aaron Tharp films. 31 films. But then, like, the people who are going, like, Matt Johnson was there. The guys from um, How to Film Weddings were there. Yep. Like pretty much anyone. John Bond, Nick Miller. Yeah. I mean, it was, we were just like, I got to go to this. I can't miss this thing. And yeah. the lineup was just so incredible. And these yeah. are people that we just, um, when we were looking for inspiration, whether it be from a business side or just creatively. So, it really did feel like Woodstock, the first Woodstock of mm-hmm. just like, hey, I've met all these people that, I've looked at all their films and like, if you're a filmmaker, I mean, and you're watching someone else's film, um, you, they're doing something right because you're obsessed with whatever they're doing. Yeah, like, I, mean, I like don't watch, you said it before. Films. You don't watch people's films. No, I don't watch no. people's films, but I mean, all those guys are doing things that I'm like, wow, I really, you know, grasp onto an element of their work. That's just like, it's worth me. It's worth my five minutes of time watching the whole film. Well, not only that, you're like, this isn't like a knock because because I, I don't think it's a bad wedding film if I know exactly how you made it. It could still be a very good wedding film mm-hmm. if I'm like yeah 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 yeah. Yep. This could be a great film. Like couple could love it. I would probably have maybe made the exact same film. Whatever. Yep. But like there are times where I watch some of their films where I'm like, how did they make that? Like how did they find time to do? Usually the time part is what goes through my head. Where do they find time to do that? Yeah yeah. You know. Yep. And like these were people I wanted to hear from and I, cause I'm like, I want to see this. They must think a different way. Mm-hmm. They must plan a different way. They must. And some of it was exactly that. So, so let's talk a little bit about our impressions. We kind of, if you didn't get a chance to go, hopefully you feel like you're missing out. Cause it was overall, here's what I would say. It was an incredible time. Yes. Yep. It was awesome. Like <clears throat> it did. It was Literally way better than I would have imagined it would have been. I think um, I went into Vision Quest with absolutely no expectations of anything. Uh, like we had just come back. We, we just came back from a week-long trip to Italy. And it was like, I'm, that was just exhausting. And I was like, okay, we're doing Vision Quest at the end. You know, oh, it's going to be good to hear some of these people talk. But like zero anticipation. Well, I was anticipating going and, and, and excited about going. But... Um, not really ex- knowing what to expect. It was like, well, this is going to be cool hearing these people Literally, speak like, and- you're like, are these people going to think I'm a dork? <laughs> like, or is it, like, am I going to meet, like, these people that I've been talking to online? And they're like, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you don't know what it's going to be like. It was like the first day of school, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly how it felt like. Like, I, the first day we came, I came out of the hotel room. We stayed at a motel. And, you know, it walk outside. Austin, and it was Austin, so outside. it was a hipster. I was outside. I had my backpack on. I looked to the right and I see David Lee walk out of you know his motel room and smell the air with his camera. And he started walking. And then I started walking. It was like this whole cinematic piece. I was like, this is the first day of kindergarten, like <laughs> videography kindergarten. We're all going to you know. And then we take the scooters to the, <laughs> we took the little scooters to the first venue. Oh, I was in God, Austin, I Texas, just, by the way. Just like kindergarten. Yeah. But yeah, and and I think just getting to meet. Not even the speakers, but like get to meet the people that 
you know, uh, just were attending, you're mm-hmm. just like, man, I, I have an opportunity to talk to these people too. Like, yeah. And then not just, you know, Matt who has like a huge, you know, YouTube following, but just people that maybe I haven't heard of before. And I'm like, man, they, they put together really good films. Well, like, they, and there was only about a well. hundred people there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So was this tight. was a very small crowd. Mm-hmm. And I would say there was the, t- there was mostly, I would say very experienced people. Yeah who are running very solid businesses, a few new people, which I think was a great place for them as yep. well. And a um, couple of people that weren't I, even doing course, weddings. Oh yeah, some yep. people who just wanted to hang out. Yep. And then there was like the upper crust of the entire industry yep. that were there. And so what was cool for me is like, I think with, if you're listening to this and you're creative, and I've seen this with wedding planners too, like they all have engaged Summit mm-hmm. or whatever, like like these connection points and, videographers man we're weird like we don't connect like if you're coming from a different industry in the wedding industry and you're thinking like so what they had a conference whatever it was a big deal for us yeah to have a conference that was like even even the people in our backyard you know like ben mercedes and matt garza like guys that are in you know our backyard we never get together we never get to hang out and just like you know shoot the shit to pardon the pun but uh yeah, it, it was good just meeting up with guys that are in our backyard, and we're like, man, we gotta like get together more and just like mm-hmm. hang out. Yeah, I think this idea of like, so let's just talk about kind of our personal impressions of it. Um, yeah. What did we learn, and yeah. then maybe what did we like? Maybe something technical that we learned, yeah. and then maybe what was like our takeaway emotionally, and sure, what do we get most out of? It? So, um, here's what this might seem like exactly what you think I would say. Literally, I loved leaning over Ray Roman's shoulders and just taking pictures of his pricing. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, this is all my pricing. This is how I do everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is like gold. The secret sauce. Like you're like, you're getting this information. He's just like casually kind of going through it and and I was looking, I was looking at you take a photo and then I'm looking around. I'm like, everyone's with their phones out. <laughs> like, this is like the secret recipe. Well, I'm doing it. And then maybe break into the luxury wedding film market. Well, which, I, I uh, did it. Matt Johnson comes up to me and goes, text me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and it was like, um, just looking. And then I, so I really loved that. I loved what Ray talked about pricing. Ray is savage. He, he, he'll just straight up tell you like Godfather. You, yeah. Ray I Roman. mean, the guy, he, he's, it was funny. Cause I was like, Alex and Whitney were like our video mom and dad. Definitely. But Ray was our grandpa. Definitely. The first day Alex kept on coming up to everyone. I felt like, and being like, how you doing, man? You having a good time? Whitney's the same way. Like making jokes with everyone, making everyone feel comfortable. Like just so excited that you're like over, like in their backyard having yeah. a barbecue <laughs> oh yeah so awesome. so from a learning standpoint um it was also a lot of fun to get behind the curtain a little with um i think with both alex and with henry when they talked a little bit about just some of the shots they got yeah. or some of the sound design ideas they had and how they implemented them and how they tried certain things and they didn't work mm-hmm. like whether the french reading guy or the guy who they got to play the guitar part just yep. These were like the way that they thought about pre-production was really um, helpful to me. And it's like, it's not something that we don't do. We don't maybe do exactly that, but it's like, I know how to do pre-production, but you're like, it does embolden you mm-hmm. to do more. Mm-hmm. And I, that was an awesome, like I took that away and I really got a lot out of that. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that I took away I, I, from both of them um, to stay in that theme was um, to make something really great and really creative. It really just takes takes a lot of thought but the time Mm -hmm. right so like you know alex would say sometimes i work on a film for like three weeks of editing and he'll like come back to it and you know really take um some time to like need add that product and like really feel it until it feels perfect um and like i look at my own self and i was like i just don't have the time to do that so so my biggest hurdle right now and the thing i kept on thinking about um, is like, how can I get to that point where I can really give a product love and attention the way that these guys do? Because oh yeah. They would, they would hate making what we have. To yeah. Do. Yeah. So I'm like, how can I 
reel myself back to and and delegate i need to be a bell it's funny because aaron was really the only person that talked a little bit about delegation um but i was like they didn't talk about it at all but that's one thing that i took away was like i need to delegate better so that i can create this time so i can create the art that i know i can dive into mm-hmm. um so that that's one thing that was something i talked about but that that's one thing that I well it's like that was the interesting thing about the whole thing is like you end up i'd said this when i was down there i was like i always kind of imagined the way that they thought about things because mm-hmm. i'm like i don't know that's just important to me yeah. when i look at someone's art i'm always like what were they thinking mm-hmm. why do they like what kind of person is this person mm-hmm. and and i felt like every one of those people is exactly the person i imagined that they would be yeah like in terms of how they think about it. And I was like, I thought that was so cool that like their personality comes through in what they make. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really Certainly. important thing. And when I look at how do you make a what like any art, but I mean, even wedding films, like on some level, we have worked really hard to create something that, that isn't super essential. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we don't want clients to feel like, Oh, you're not getting our best, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz we don't believe mm-hmm. that. We we believe you're getting something great and but on another level the benefit of putting yourself fully into something is that it becomes totally unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like I, that you could see that and it comes through in just all the little choices yep. and all the little like even like when I started talking to Alex about the films he likes and there were these quirky weird little films and a lot of stuff, he, you know, he he's like a nerd about that stuff. Yeah. And I was, and you can see it, especially yeah, when you totally go back tell. and watch the way he makes his films. It's like, it's almost like throwback. Mm-hmm. Even though it like seems really modern. Making. Yeah. When you, yeah. it seems modern because he's using tricks and, but like the way he creates that tension, it's throwback. Yeah. And I think, um, that was cool for me. So it was like, I, I, I started watching uh solaris solaris oh yeah yeah <laughs> because of alex yeah, <laughs> i was like how did i need you to feel? get and talking to you we were talking a little bit about old films and i was like hey you know i do need to watch some of these because they're you know the foundation of i just what think good films are 70s filmmaking is like the so underrated <laughs> yeah yeah because like they just they were at like the tippy top of like that was another thing I took out is Ray Roman saying tippy top a lot. So I want to add that to my language. <laughs> <laughs> They're at like the top of their technology field before like the eighties started and different things. So they were like using every bit of creativity to squeeze out of those films. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, it was all about like, and there was like no rules cause no. Hollywood hadn't fully taken off. No. And there's still like grindhouse theater. Mm-hmm. And there was all this like different ways of display. Like yeah, yeah. there were no rules. It was like, it's it's awesome it's awesome and it seems like so elementary but you know back in the day when they were making these films it was so difficult to just do the most simple thing um but yeah i i I appreciated that and even like in watching henry's films i i knew the things that he was into like the first night we were talking or, or we were on the boat right and we were you know everyone's having dinner and and you know having a drink and there's a DJ playing and all these wedding videographers are on this boat going down the river. And um, and then Henry, out of all people, hops on the dance floor and starts dancing and starts giving his hat to all the different people in the crowd. And, the, you know, a dance floor erupts. And I just knew that's exactly what Henry was like because you watch it in his wedding films. You know, he hops in and he's actually dancing with these people, having a good time. And, and you know, it's it's a sliver of who he is as a as a person so. you you don't get the wedding films you get by mistake even no you know I, sharon was i had no idea what to expect i mean she new york so i was expecting new york and i guess the grittiness from the color and stuff but i think that was a real treat yeah i feel like <clears throat> there's just <sighs> she's very unique mm-hmm. in our industry like because mm-hmm. it's just like um she's very focused on what she's doing yep and like, I think there is an evolution. All, obviously, she talked about some of the things she, but it's like, I feel like she's just kind of like herself and like almost in her own world almost mm-hmm. in terms of that industry. And it was so fun to hear, like she was so funny and like super down I, to earth. I think it's, she's one of those people 
that I look at her work and I'm like, I don't even want to try to do it. Yeah, she doesn't I, even because she, it just seems so different to the way that I shoot. Even though she shoots the same exact, you know, same exact cameras we use, um, she's just approaching it in a, in a way different way than we do with lighting that's just like unbelievable looking. Like I, I, I would be so stressed out thinking about the way that she has to think about a day because it seems so intense. The way that she just lights everybody, she sets up her shots and then she just lights them. And then she's using all of these like tricks. And she said she's trying to do less tricks, you know, to, to make her transitions. But it's all in her brain. Like she's oh, got she's like a editing crazy... while she shoots. Yes. She's like, I'm yeah. going to do a whip here and I'm going to do this. And I'm like, whip into this moment. And yeah. And it's yeah. like, I tend to think a little more like that, which mm -hmm. is like one of the things. Like when we're shooting together, I'm like, what if we do this? You're like, I don't want to do that. That's cheesy. And yeah. like, I, I like the idea of like, I can really gravitate towards what she does because I don't love holding a camera in my hand. Mm -hmm. Like that's not something I like composing and I like editing mm -hmm. and I like putting someone in good light and letting them just be in the good light. Mm -hmm. Like motion is cool, but it's like a lot of movies I enjoy don't have motion. Yeah. They're just people sitting there mm -hmm. and it's well composed. It's interesting. It's like a place for something to happen. It's not the thing happening. You know, and even though I like motion too. It's like I can appreciate that little, the very restrained. I think use. you do like motion. You like a lot of like those transitions of like. I like motion in a story. I don't yeah. like can't. I don't like necessarily ever gimbal everything. Can't camera mode. You like action in the subject as opposed to action in the camera. For the most part. Yeah. I just appreciate, I enjoy that. And it's yeah. just, but either way, it's interesting because there's just so many different ways of thinking about yeah, yeah. how you can make your film. And, and if you get in one little stream, maybe you forget and you close yourself off to oh, creativity. I mean, that, that's, I almost felt guilty sitting in this because I, I felt so complacent um, because we've created this thing and it's great. Like I, I was talking to um, a planner this morning and she was like, you know what, like what we really just want this day, you know, this is a high end client. And honestly, they don't pretty much, they don't care about their film. Like they're like, we want it. It's great, but we don't want it to be inconvenient. Leave us. us alone. Don't yeah. what race. And I'm like, great. Stop go love is perfect for you. We're the most unobtrusive people you'll ever meet in your life. Like, and, and there are people that want that product. You know, as we're developing this other product, I, I was just like, I know these people have money. And if I wanted to push, you know, a, a Huxley product to them, you know, they have the money to pay it, but they're not a good Huxley client, you know, not a good fit. Um, so, you know, like the, the stop the love is great. It, it really fits a certain niche. Um, and, and that's great. But I did feel complacent me personally as an artist being like, well, I get really comfortable with this product. I know exactly what I want and, uh, and we get it every single time, but it's never really pushing the boundaries of what I can do as an artist. So, um, yeah, that's one reason why I'm excited about Huxley is it's scary. <laughs> as a oh creative. yeah. Yeah. And so the other thing just that I took out of it is for me getting connected to people in like in a social way mm -hmm. was really healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, cause like Facebook sucks. Facebook sucks. It's the worst. Know? It's the worst place to have a real conversation where everyone just seems like they're showing off and like pouring out their information and they could be doing it in a good way, but you know, perception is everything. Well, and also like, it's not a real conversation. No. You know, it can become that down the line, but it's not good enough on its own. Like no. I talked to David Lee or whoever, Bobby, but it wasn't the same as having lunch with people. Yeah. It's not, yeah. you cannot replace FaceTime. And I felt like, like now I feel like I have friends in the industry, mm -hmm. people that really, you know, it's funny, like, and these are nice people too. Like they always say like, don't meet your heroes. And when you get to meet some of these people and like literally, and like, I hope Alex listened to this because, um, I so appreciated like the energy they brought and like yeah, yeah. Alex coming to me and like literally expressing just heartfelt gratitude and, you know, just being a good, like a human mm -hmm. and a good person and kind. And, and like, I've been in other professional settings where I meet people and I'm like, Ugh. it's a pissing contest. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that, and that is 
one of the main differences I think from going to some of the photography workshops that I've been to is like everyone's no one's really trying to learn. Everyone's just trying to like one up one another, and it's like this isn't fun. Like or no get something learning. out of yeah, somebody. No yeah, and um, and that I didn't feel that way once at Vision Quest. I felt like everyone is was so grateful to just be around one another, um, and that's a cultural thing. And I think that does come from like it came from Whitney and Alex. It came from Ray. It came from all those guys. And one of the one of the biggest takeaways is like, wow, everyone in our industry is actually like. The most successful people are really like some of the nicest people. Well, I and mean, we've always said that. Yeah. Like, kill your ego, be humble, yeah. be nice to people. But it like actually works. Yeah. Like, yeah. and if you're like listening to this and you're like, what is well, Henry it's, Martin's it's, like? Henry Martin's is freaking ridiculously nice. And, and I think it's because at the end of the day, you value people, right? And yep. that shines through in your films. Like, if you value you people in the way that you just talk to them, you're going to value the way that you create a film for them because you have a certain re- level of respect for people in general. Well, you know, and this is just off the top of my head. Yeah. I never thought about it a lot, but yeah. with photography, there's a certain level of aloofness that I think comes with portrait photography. Like a portrait of a person is supposed to be like an outside in kind of experience, right? Yeah. Where like you're taking a picture of this person and they look like like they're in another world possibly or like it's some people take very intimate photos, but some people take very disconnected photos, fine art kind of feeling, editorial feeling. Like you don't feel like you don't look at it and go, I feel intimacy, mm-hmm. right? Wedding filmmaking, because it's moving and it's talking and it's sound, it takes a level of personal involvement to make a great one. Cause I think you can make a great photo, like wedding photo and be really, really connected. But we're like, and this, I don't know the guy, but when I see a Jose Villa photo, I don't think like he must've been best friends with this couple or he must mm-hmm. really know them. I think this is a really good f- photographer. These are really rich people. It's really beautiful. Like they literally could have walked in, been like, stand over there. Okay. I'm going to take this photo. And and, and, and that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get away with that approach, making a really great wedding film. I think you have to have either you're invested in their story. Mm-hmm. You're invested in a place or you're invested in that relationship, there has to be something in there where you have some skin in the game and it's mm-hmm. personally, like you're being vulnerable in some way. Mm-hmm. You can't really make very good, very, very good wedding films. You can make mm-hmm. passable wedding films being very distant. Mm-hmm. But I, I think like, even when they were talking about the couples that they dealt with that didn't really want to deal with them on the yeah. level that they normally deal with, they were like, okay, so I wanted the place to be a big thing. Yeah. Or, oh, I knew I was going to have this story. Like, there was this part where they were engaging personally with how to tell the story. And I think it comes across in the real life. Mm-hmm. Like, you could, they were, they were wicked nice people. Like, if you're listening to this and you're wondering what are these people like, from top to bottom, and this is just two days with them, who yep. knows. But uh, these people were amazing. I, I was blown away. Yeah. how nice these people were yep. like and like they didn't treat other people around them like lowly videographers mm-hmm. they never see my work i might be terrible yeah and then like i'm standing there and like henry and matt johnson are like oh look at this thing on this new 32 yeah. bit float and i really i really hope it doesn't become that because it's so easy to do as as creatives but i i think one of the things that I noticed a lot is like videographers, like we don't really, and we just talked a little bit, a little bit about it, but like we don't really see each other, talk to each other. And it feels so good to be able to just vent, not, not even vent, but just yeah, there like, wasn't a lot of like complaining or whining. No, but like, oh man, this is what it's so lonely doing this job. And, and it's hard doing this job and just having other people to talk to. I, I felt like everyone was so just grateful to mm-hmm. be around one another and like, be taking on not just what you know the speakers are saying but just ha- the just as valuable to me was the conversations that i had with people that i've never even heard more of valuable or or maybe I, a lot I'd, of ways. I'd mentioned you know we had gone back and forth on a, a, a facebook conversation about pricing structure or something like that or something um but just diving into ah oh, man like this is the hardest part for me bro it, just having vulnerability and, uh, and that was some of, you know, Jordan's session um, yep. really brought that on a little bit more. Um, but man, like, I'm just so grateful. I walked away feeling so grateful for um, just that core. I feel like a, a 
core of the industry really like that was the core of the industry yes um there was obviously you know. some people that weren't there that i would say yeah Duh, super totally. weddings and totally you could you could swap wine reverie in. and there's but some you you won't get that feeling going to wppi or you know any of these like you know things where wedding videographers that they go to um it was just refreshing and um empowering yeah. really mm-hmm. like i'm like i can do this you know like I, we've we've been shooting a lot of like different stop much more cinematic much more um boutique type of wedding films um and getting into that feel and, and i'm like can i do this like am i able to actually do this and kind of doubting you know it's the end of the wedding season everyone's a little bit burnt out and after going to that i was like we can totally do this yeah, like, let's kill it it's totally possible and and I, I feel like the people that were there actually want me to get better like they want to raise the industry up to a certain level and it's not like I want to be here, but you better not become my competition. You know, I didn't get any of that feel. And so it's just a great environment. Like, I, I really hope they do it again. I think they're going to do it again. Uh, but I really hope they do it again. And uh, I think they should. Uh, I'm probably shooting myself in the foot because we want to bring a few of our people next year. But they could totally raise the prices. I, honestly, so <laughs> I, I, the very last thing I did, I went to the hotel lobby waiting for my Uber. Yeah. Ray comes down and Alex comes down. It's me, Ray, and Alex and Whitney. Yeah. In the lobby, and I was like, "Alex, you gotta charge more." <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like that was probably, I mean, that was worth a five thousand dollar ticket to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I mean, there was all besides the sessions. It, it, there was th- two or three different social outings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. We had a DJ session from the guy who made the Stranger Things soundtrack. Yep. There was a bunch of cool giveaways. I'm wearing my shirt right now. Nerd. Yeah, well, I just wanted to be cool. <laughs> and so I, I brought my uh, Henry Martins and David Lee hat. Oh, yeah. To be cool. My wife told me I couldn't wear it. Yeah, so I, I, I just had this hat forever. And honestly, I haven't worn it once. And uh, Then you got empowered. And then I got empowered. And I was like, I need to really become a wizard. I already have the beard. And I, all I need is the hat. The wedding wizards. The wedding wizards. Yeah. So that's what I found. You either have to have a beard or a hat. So I'm channeling all my. I enjoyed talking gear, by the way, with people who actually will talk gear with me. Yeah. Like, because I'm so like Facebook friends, Facebook people. When you watch these threads and everyone has the same freaking questions every day and it's like literally something to the degree of what is a good camera yeah like and you're like i don't know dude you're like literally like whatever any camera (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to talk about that well and that's what made that good was it it was for experienced people so like everyone there at least knows what you're talking about like oh yeah we looked into that i want to show you what i want to talk about yeah i want to talk about what what grip is this? Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't like this grip I have. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I'm not going to post that on Facebook forum. It's like, you, you know, what's, know, any you know what's funny about you is like, I'm all about ergonomics. And you are about the, the gear itself. It isn't even like. I want to. It isn't even like to use practically. You're like, oh, I have it. And I, I love I it. Build, I want to build. No, it's wanna, about systems. You want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. build the thing. You want to build the system. And then it's done. And then I'm like, I'm done with this. And I'm like, I hate this. I, I, I just, I have to, I don't care about the, the stuff itself. What I, I guess actually, I do. What I, I actually want that. to do is make Jared want to use something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because when I get it in my hand, I'm like, okay, the, now this feels so really you're good. like, I don't like and this that. image looks good. And then I'm like, now I'm happy. I literally, yeah. so like, I, we don't have everything that Henry has, but I was like, that's the rig Jared wants. I just want something and that's not like, on my so, shoulder. So I go and up like, to the thing yeah. and then I'm like, all right. Yeah. So I like these, oh, these handles are the best, but I like, I almost bought these another time and then I'm now I get to touch them. Yeah. But it was just like stupid stuff, like just uber nerdy stuff. Yeah. Like I'm talking about codex talking about compression, Mm -hmm. talking about all this stuff that like, I just wouldn't talk about on a Facebook thread. It's just, I don't know why. And it it really was like a mix. It comes across organic too. Yeah. Wedding videographers, you're kind of forced to have to learn everything, but there is like, I wouldn't say Alex is a gearhead. I would say he knows his gear, 
but he wants to create the art and like the gear is a means to the art right but then you have other people who are just like super techie like they love the tech and they're able to create the art with the tech what's funny is when he posted that thing you were like, why does he have a Nikon lens? And I was like, I knew exactly why I had a Nikon yeah, yeah. lens. I was like, yeah. he's lens whacking. Yeah, because I was like, why do you have a 50 Canon and then you have a 50 Nikon? I was like, one's a 1.2, one's a 1.4. And then the Nikon was the the uh, old vintage lens that he could just lens whack the crap out of. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's just like, it was fun to have that kind of conversation yeah. where you're getting really, really glan- You granular. just come at it from this way and I come at it from that way. Well, but it's funny because, like, there are just there's a handful of really gear. Like, oh, yeah. David Lee is a gear guy. Oh yeah, David Lee is definitely a gear guy. But his art is also incredible. I mean, I mean yeah. Henry is the same yeah. way. Yeah. But like, when you see, you can actually have conversations that are very like about how I actually do my job. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. this is how I'm gonna hold this. Yeah. This is how I'm gonna like. You know, I'm holding this thing and I like, I'm not seeing it the way I want to see it because I'm having issues with my focus. And like, those are very nuanced conversations that, like, I don't think really happen that well on the internet as much as they, I mean, they could, but I just, I don't do it. Yeah. But when I'm in person, any kind of Facebook conversation, like, at all oh yeah yeah so so let's just t- in conclusion and we'll have a little bit of a shorter one today but um kind of like what has been like the lasting effect for you in terms of like you've been away for a week what was like the biggest takeaway i would say um a- alex alex mentioned something in his session um that resonated with me um, and he said, don't do things that don't give back to you. And so that's been my challenge right now is, um, when I am writing this email, is it something that is giving back to me creatively, um, or financially, you know, I, I think there's a balance there, but I think personally, I've gone to a place where it's like, we're just like, we have to make a living, make a living, make a living. And now I'm like, I need a little bit more balance right now. Like, do you really have something that only I can do? You know, other people can, you know, we just got an office admin. We got Natalia. She's awesome. But she's helping with that. Balance me out so that I can do the things that really give back to me, not only financially, but also creatively. Like, and that's a, that's a place that I'm being challenged to get to. And, and I think Vision Quest was the biggest eye-opening thing to me was like, this has to get back to me creatively and, and getting back to the roots of like the creative that I think I am naturally. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. See, I love like, I mean, I've said this for a while. Like I love storytelling, you know, it's why I like movies. It's, I mean, it's why I like the Bible. It's why I like any of the music, you know, at the core of it all is like, that's why I like food. I always tell people like food is storytelling. Mm-hmm. If I eat a certain food, I know what your life is like in your country, where you're from. Like you learn through through everything that's telling you a story. The world's always telling you something. Mm. And I feel like it's art. For me, wedding films a lot of times have become so boring. To the point where like you can get borderline cynical about the job because you're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Drone shot, intro, you know push in to the bride, you know, like the, those are limitations on how to tell that story that I think are real mm-hmm. and it can be frustrating creatively. And, and like, just if you don't get outside of your own paradigm, I think it's harder to think of a new way to tell that story um, and things you can do to make it interesting to you. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the biggest thing was like, seeing how other people approach it and and also seeing that other people felt the same way, like that kind of not burnout, just boredom. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if people felt burned. I didn't hear that a lot, but like kind of just like the cynicism about like, of course I know what it's going to be and blah, 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 blah. And like at the same time, like, you know, connecting with, okay, of course there's a human part and, and that's the part that keeps me going. Right. Is like these clients deserve the best. These clients, it is a real human moment. 
they are it matters what we're doing but artistically speaking it's not that exciting mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a storyteller it's not that exciting to me and like really like that's because like i'm not editing because mm-hmm. i like to edit i like i like t- like i'm more interested in what i'm going to do with the footage after than what i'm going to do with it day of like yeah. i have a hard time getting excited about shots because i'm like Especially when I'm not going to edit it. Mm-hmm. I was shooting a wedding on Saturday and I was like, I know what I would do with this in post. Mm-hmm. I know he's not going to do what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, that's a sucky feeling. Yeah. It's like, I know exactly how I would shoot this and how I would use it. Mm-hmm. And it would be cool and everyone would like it. But he's going to look at it and not know what to do with it mm-hmm. or not value it. Yeah. Which is fine. But I think for me, that was the thing that was like, was exciting is like, I need to get to that place where I'm able to actually make something that I feel like I'm actually, I don't think shooting a a wedding film is making a wedding film. Mm. That's just how I feel. I feel like the editor is the one who makes the wedding film. Yep. And I know that flies in the face of people who want to outsource all their edits, but like, I feel like if a lot of wedding films, if Alex edited it for you would look like Alex's work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if if he color graded it and he edited your work, like, you would it would feel more like Alex's work than your work. Yeah, and I think there, there's an industry standard, and, and, and I think that's another thing that I really took away is that the the boring thing you mentioned. I think I have a hard time calling it boring because I, I think it's that's, just boring to me. It's not, yeah, it's not totally or and that, inherently and, boring, and 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 that's what it is. And I think that's what. I, I don't know. People might kill me for that. But I think that's what most people want is they want to see themselves on camera. Yeah. Um, it's good business. And they also want to see, you know, the story unfold. Because to them, it's it's new and it's, it's exciting. And it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, your client is who you work for. Yep. I do think when you do that, you know, a lot, um, it's pretty easy to get burnt out because it just becomes a job to you. Um, and it takes the art completely out of it. You know, you maybe create systems and, you know, there's art in the systems and all these things. Well, like, and also the idea of like making something like the only I can make, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. making something that like. Cause, cause I'll tell you what, like that's the industry standard. That's what 95% of the industry is doing is really the same thing. And, 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 you know, you'll have some, you know, kid who's in college be like, I want to do something completely different than all you people. You know, like, dude, you just learned how to, you know, but I think there is a, an element. Cause I watched films from all, you know, uh, all of the speakers really that I'm like, that's different. That's, that is actually different. And it's not something that you can create overnight. Something that has a lot of forethought into it. A lot of like restless nights thinking about like, how can I make this an actual story? Um, and those are the outliers. And I think that's the thing that um, separates, you know, the, the the people that are in that, not even luxury, but but the people that have a very set brand. Artistically, they're making something unique yeah. and special. Yeah. But, they, but, I don't even know if they make a lot of money or not. I'm assuming they do well, but like no matter how much money they make, they're, yeah. they're creating something unique. Yep. And and I think, again, I think the photo industry has... has done that you know you have your mainstream photographers I, I we work with photographers every single weekend i'm like for the most part i mean they all do the same thing <laughs> you know yeah. so there's that industry standard of like i want the portraits we're gonna do a first look photos look the same uh we're gonna do uh portraits afterwards photos pretty much look the same uh and and it's just industry standard and i think our part of the industry has gotten gotten that down that's what it is it's not necessarily boring it's just what it is it's it's the work that we put in every single weekend yep. but then you have someone like Benj you have someone like Jose Villa you have all these people that are a little bit more outliers that are like that's why they are in that higher tier because they can differentiate themselves from that you know industry standard well um, but like, I think it's good how can you look for opportunities to in a quality way in a way and the other cool thing is yeah. all those people Ray like Ray's like well, they don't want me to do any of those weird stuff. I'll get fired if I'm a hassle. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And every one of them, I think, on some level said, like, like Alex talking about this couple didn't let me use any, they didn't want to have any portrait session. Mm-hmm. Right? Dealing with, like, people who don't want to be bothered and yep. dealing with the same type of people, but being creative in how they did it. Yep. It's like, 
same situations, different way of thinking about it, different approach. Mm -hmm. and, and that was exciting to me. That was something that I'm like, how do I apply that in a way that's exciting to me to make me enjoy doing this again? Yeah. Because in order to go to the next level, it's going to take a lot more commitment and time. And I'm not going to put a lot more commitment and time into making the same old thing. Yeah. I'm yeah. not interested in that. I'm, oh, bored. Yeah. I'm bored with that. Yep. Like I can train that. Yep. Why would I do that? I need to do something only I can do. And I think if there's a takeaway, I would want any creative to get like, A, workshops are good, especially if you find one that is with people that inspire you and really looking for opportunities beyond just the learning parts. But And the, getting around people with like minds. Yeah. Like, connecting like, and relationships are really what, what will drive you forward. Yeah. But like the other thing is, is like look for something about your art that only you can do mm -hmm. um, in the way that you could do it. I mean, there's nothing like everyone can do lens whacking. Everyone can, there's nothing unique about any color grade in the whole world. Yeah. Like anyone can dial in the exact setting that you dial in. Yeah. Like that's not what will separate you. Yeah. Like what will separate you is, you know, if you make pasta and I make pasta and we use the same ingredient and the exact same tools, it will probably taste different. Mm -hmm. It's the, the hands touching it, the mind doing it. It's like those intangibles that make you, you like leaning into your personality and leaning into your passions and the things that you love to inform your art. Yeah. Like I loved seeing like Ray Roman act exactly his art. Look, it's precise. Yeah. And that's Ray. They ask him, what are you, why are you in this industry? He goes, the money. <laughs> yeah you're like yeah that's right yeah like it comes across and what he's making it's precise it's clean it's calculated it's he's like i'm the brand it's all about the brand he dresses the way you think he would dress he talks the way you and henry the same way all these people like it is they have found a way to really lean into their own personalities into what they make and i think that is why their art really stands out to people mm -hmm. other people and a lot of us we're just trying to copy someone yeah yeah uh there was a uh i, I read this book and i always refer to it with our guys uh visual poetry by chris orwig oh yeah uh good book but it, the one takeaway that i always remember from that book is uh, he was talking about an instructor that came to the school and all the students were like, what can I do to become a better photographer? And the guy was like, if you want to be a better photographer, you need to learn how to be a better person, like be a more interesting person. And I think that's where everyone at that group was, was like being a better storyteller um, it requires you to become a more interesting, more thoughtful person. Like you have to elevate yourself as a person because I look at all those people that are on stage, I'm like, they're spectacular humans. Like, oh, you would, you would do, you would want to be their friends. You, 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 you know, Aaron Tharp is like so into like his team, his guys, like the city of Houston. Like, he is an interesting person that you can talk to about probably a million different things, and like you see it in the work that they do, and really for him, for instance, like the business that he's grown, it's unbelievable. Like, it's it's unreal. Like, and he's able to do that because he is a very smart thoughtful creative person same with all those guys like henry you're like just a cool dude like who likes to be around people you see his energy go towards you know the couples that that he's shooting and um it's just interesting because he's interesting mm -hmm. you know and he thinks about things differently so um yeah inspired to just be creative I, I would say it was a creative workshop probably yeah. more than anything it's like learn how to be creative and become more like the best you that you can be so yeah. for listeners of the podcast people on youtube obviously subscribe hit the, the bell on youtube you, what are you youtube doing? youtube that's another thing youtube um but also go to a workshop um find something that is inspiring to you and like like i said we're not workshop people we're not the type of people who are that's just not what we have done historically and after being to, at vision quest i was like i can never do this <laughs> Oh my goodness. It was so it was a lot of work. Is, I mean, like a heart attack the first day. But like, I would say like, find, find people that you get inspired by yeah. and, and the community that really is inspires you. And like, don't settle. That was the other thing I got out of it. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. I've been around some communities and I won't mention them, but things that I've tried to get involved in. And I was like, 
Yuck. McDonald's community. No, I love the McDonald's people. Oh These old people with their senior. <laughs> so awesome. Teen kids and old people. Yeah. Perfect. Um, no, like um, just communities of artists where you're like, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't like this. I don't see eye to eye with these people. This relationship doesn't work. It's not going to work. And that's I cool. Names. I want names, Jay. Well, I'll tell you Otherwise after. I'm going to turn count. the cameras off. No. Okay. But like, it's cool. You know, like, you don't, if you're not clicking, you don't need to make that stuff. But they're like, I think it is beneficial to try and spend effort trying to connect with people that mm-hmm. inspire you. And like, that's even paying them for their time. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I believe in coaching. I believe in approaching people who, Jared knows, I'll call anybody. Yep. Like, I don't care how important they are. Like, all they can do is reject me. And other, they don't, they already think if they're that type of person, they already think they're better than me anyway. Mm-hmm. Or they might be humble and nice. Yeah. Like, but like, find people, add value to them in a tangible way. And like, I, I think that's a, that was a big thing. And I, if you're listening to this and you're like on the fence about a workshop or this was our experience with this particular workshop, I'm, Sure, there are a lot of terrible ones out there mm-hmm. that stink or ones that are just not for you. But if you go to a really good one, it can be kind of life-changing and really impact your life in a really positive way because people are awesome and people are there. Yeah. So that's that. Cool. Well, again, guys, thank you for watching this episode of the Wedding Pros Podcast. I don't know. What number is this? 22? Pretty bad at it. 24? 23. 23? Episode 23. We've done 23. We're almost, we're going to about to hit our 25th anniversary soon. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll get a hundred, uh, subscribers or a hundred viewers, uh, on. Hey, we're, we're moving up there. We're, we're getting up there. What's guys. funny is uh, when people will watch the podcast, they're like, they're like, whatever, you're not doing this for money. Why are you buying advertising? I'm like, of course I'm doing this for money. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, why are you like watching educational videos? Yeah. So you can get paid. Yeah. (laughs) That's not the only reason, guys. We're not using you. Yeah. But yeah, it was funny. It's like people will say this one person the other day was like, (laughs) what did they say? No offense, but this is complete trash. (laughs) What was he even referring to? They're referring to, uh, it was like our. Uh, Mari Kondo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They did not like that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said that. The, I said, well, then you need to take that feeling and release it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I we love you, haters. Yeah. All right. Have a good day, guys.